Welcome to Reader Seeks Romance Channel's Romance Roundup. I am Liz Donatelli. And I'm Libby Kay, author of the sweet romance series Buckeye Falls. Libby and I are chatting about the romance books we've recently read and recommend that you add to your must-read lists. Watch Romance Roundup on Reader Seeks Romance Channel and subscribe on YouTube. Listen to Romance Roundup on Podbean and all podcast apps. Libby, let the roundup begin. All right, giddy up, Liz, here we go. Okay, so the first one I have that I'm very excited to talk about is called The Wrong Mr. Right by Stephanie Archer. This was independently published in February of last year, so 2023, which still feels like it should be this year, but that's okay. Uh, This is the second book in her Queen's Cove series, but I cannot stress enough, you can read these out of order. And I know that because I've been reading them out of order and I have not been lost once. Uh, so this is um, has some of our favorite tropes. This is definitely on the spicier side. I would actually call this a rom-com because there were moments I was actually laughing out loud. Um, it's an opposites attract. And then it has a little bit of the fake dating practice dating, which I feel like I don't know if I'm just reading more practice dating books recently, but I definitely feel like this is becoming more popular so that or it might just be everything i'm gravitating towards lately is people pretending to pretend (laughs) the general premise is uh we have hannah who is a quiet shy uh bookstore owning a bit of a nerd so obviously we have the bookstore element which i usually love she runs the bookshop on her own her mother has passed away her dad has kind of stepped back from dealing with it and she wants to just keep everything going as it was with her mother, even though in the back of her head, she's like, mm, I kind of feel like we need to update things. And so in addition to wanting to update her professional life, she is desperate to get a boyfriend and start living her life as her friends and neighbors, um, who spoiler alert are the other books in the series, are finding their happily ever afters. So enter Wyatt, an attractive surfer. He's kind of the town heartthrob. He's never had trouble finding a date, yada, yada. They're kind of friends uh, just because of being in a small town. So one day uh, Hannah gets the courage and asks him to help her become, as they call it, a hot girl. She wants to have confidence. She wants to be able to find a date on her own. And she really hasn't dated much before. So there goes the whole premise of the book for you. They're going to be in some adorable situations. They're going to be in some steamy situations. They're going to be in some actually laugh out loud moments with the townspeople. You know, I love a good small town romance. So um, throw in the fact that there's some steam and I love it. Uh, This is, of course, has the element of it eventually feels real to them both. And there's a lot of push and pull. But the reason I really liked it, other than the fact that it was a good story, um, the sense of community you get uh, with the town of Queens Cove and um, Stephanie's Archer's uh, writing is just phenomenal. She's excellent with pacing, her character development. This is a little bit on the longer side. I think it was just under 400 pages. And usually for contemporary romance, that seems long to me, but this, it just flowed so quickly. Um, And again, I know nothing about surfing, but I enjoyed what I read. (laughs) That's kind of the thing with romance books is there's these, you know, professions or hobbies or things. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, yeah, I knew that was that surfing term. I didn't. But, you know, she writes it in a way that's very relatable. Do they have like a surfing date? He teaches her how to surf. He owns one of the or I can't remember okay. if he owns or he works at, but he's he um, he's a competitive surfer, but he also does lessons. And so um, those are some of my favorite moments because the vulnerability that Archer writes for both these characters during these surf lessons. And it takes place 
um, out yeah. on the west coast of Canada. So it's not, you know, your oh, SoCal okay. surfers. This is like, oh. uh, although SoCal surfers wear wetsuits too. But you know what I mean? Like, just, it is just so yeah. freaking simultaneously cute and tender and sexy. Like, I've really enjoyed this series. I got one left to go. Um, nice. But I cannot say enough good things about this series. And I just picked up one of Stephanie Archer's, um, she does hockey romance. So you know that's going to be happening. So uh, Whoa, I just picked up one of yeah. them last week, and that's on my shortlist TBR. So that was uh, The Wrong Mr. Right by Stephanie Archer. And again, that came out last February. And it's so good. And it really is. It has, like, the sex scenes are just, like, mm, so good. Excellent. So, yeah. So what do you, what's your first book yeah. recommendation of the new year, Liz? Okay. So I just finished A Stitch in Time by Kelly Armstrong. Kelly, apparently, I didn't know, uh, has written a number of police procedurals for Macmillan imprint Minotaur books. So she's an established author, but she's been writing these travel, time travel romance. So um, A Stitch in Time, published in 2020, by, I believe it's her own imprint, KLA Frick Incorporated, which doesn't oh. really sound, sound like a publisher. So I, I believe it's her own imprint. But I love it's uh, very catchy. I like it. It sounds like a law firm has published Romy has your case. Don't worry, it's the Frick firm. We're going to be okay. <laughs> Frick is on it. So uh, this is part of a series, a Stitch in Time series. There are actually four books. So a Stitch in Time is a Victorian time travel romance, second chance childhood friends to lovers with a ghost story mystery. Oh my God, it has everything but the kitchen sink. <laughs> it has everything. And you know, when you hear that, I might make it sound overwhelming, but it is not. Uh, it is it is beautifully written. So Bronwyn is the main character, and she is a Canadian history professor and a widow who mm -hmm. inherits her aunt's home, Thorn Manor, in the English, I know, right? In the English countryside. And she used to spend childhood summers at Thorn Manor until a tragedy occurred, which I will not tell you about. During her magical summers in England, Bronwyn would enter a time slip from her bedroom to the bedroom of a little boy in the Victorian era who she befriended. They would meet when she was, I think, three and then like five and every year. And then they started to develop a little bit of a crush when they were both 15. Then there's a tragedy that keeps Bronwyn away for like 20 years. Okay. Oh, and, okay. And during the 20 years, she ends up meeting the love of her life and marries him. And then he passes away. And then her aunt passes away and she gets Thorn Manor and she goes to Thorn Manor and she's like, oh, I think I'll just prepare it to sell. I don't know if I want to keep it. And um, what does she do? She ends up time slipping back into the Victorian era and meets adult William. Okay. Yes. Yes. No, William was the little boy and now he's an adult and he's a brooding recluse who lives by the moors you know so it's yes. actually the same house i know right it's the same house so it is set between it's all at thorn manor or the okay. surrounding town 
in contemporary times and Victorian times. So we keep kind of going back and forth. But here's the thing. Nobody really understands how this time slip works. So don't go looking for explanations of a scientific space-time continuum, you know. So I cannot plan for my own time slips from reading this book. <laughs> that is correct. Okay, uh, I'll just read it for enjoyment then. <laughs> yes, just read it for enjoyment, not to understand your own situation at home. And uh, so, but, so William is kind of annoyed because, you know, she stayed away for 20 years and it's about them reconnecting and falling in love. The only problem is, is that William is unable to time slip to her. So she could time slip to him, but he can send her letters. So there's a, I know. So there's kind of letters. It reminded me of that Keanu Reeves one with the mailbox. The oh, lake house, uh, the lake house with Sandra Bullock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's it's way better than that. I mean, that's only part of it where they're sending letters. Yeah. So, um, as they fall in love, it becomes an issue of like, how do we spend our lives together? Yeah. And amidst all this, there are ghosts that Bronwyn is seeing on in the contemporary modern day side of the one manor. Oh. Um, of mysteries that happened in the Victorian era. So she kind of has to help solve them. So anyway, there is everything in this book. It is beautifully written. Kelly Armstrong, she includes historical facts because Bronwyn is a history teacher. And obviously Kelly Armstrong is a historical nerd. And I mean that in every possible good way. Oh, no, I love it. <laughs> and uh yeah so i uh, it's hard to tell a whole lot without giving it away but it is so engaging and really just captured my imagination there are four novels again in the a stitch in time series one novella i also read the novella which is oh, wow it is a holiday novella okay and i Ooh. know that we're way past the holidays but it didn't matter it did not matter oh, no. if it's a good story i could read a christmas book anytime Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Um, and this was a Victorian era Christmas. So it was. Ex I was excited to read it and I was excited for Bronwyn because she's like, as a history teacher, I've always wanted to live yeah. the actual Victorian Christmas. It's called Ball Gowns and Butterflies. That's the name of the holiday novella. It is still focused on Bronwyn and William. So, so the whole series or just the Christmas novella? Just the Christmas novella and okay. A Stitch in Time. The other books are about other people. One of one couple that is mentioned in A Stitch in Time. So there's going to be like, oh, I got to read the next book because that's about so-and-so and so-and-so. Mm -hmm. So the, um, the struggle in this short novella is Bronwyn doesn't know how to live in Victorian England without creating the butterfly effect. Which, as we know from, I think oh. the movie of the same name and other I was just movies, say, from the butterfly, from the butterfly, I'm sure, was yeah. historical and scientifically researched. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. That's the one with Ashton Kutcher, right? The butterfly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah. I haven't seen that in like I want to say twenty years. I don't even know if it's that yeah. old, but it feels like it's been twenty years. It's been a while, and which basically means if you do, if you change something in the past, there are there are ripples that will affect the future. So there's kind of this conflict that comes to mind and Bronwyn has to make a decision. It's just a sheer delight to see Bronwyn and William growing their relationship and seeing how it works between them going to both times. 
um, you know, back and forth. So I don't want to tell too much, but there's a lot of, uh, it's, it's fantastic. I'm very intrigued. This sounds really cool. If you're looking to kind of shake things up as a romance reader, definitely read A Stitch in Time by Kelly Armstrong. And if you fall in love with Bronwyn and William, then also read the holiday novella, Ball Gowns and Butterflies. I will. Seriously, that sounds charming and uh, a nice change of pace from everything I've been reading. So I squeezed in two there. I squeezed in two there, Libby. I see what you did there, Liz. <laughs> what have you next for us, Libby? Is it a book that okay. you're currently reading or a book that you just read and you have to recommend? It's one I just read and it's, I'm recommending it, but I will say this is not a light read. I went into this blind as I usually don't. I'm usually very particular because oh. I'm a mood reader. I, I have to be yeah. in a mood for, you know, whatever I want to read. So the next book I have is Glitterland by Alexis Hall. This originally came out in 2013 and it was just re-released through Sourcebooks, I think the end of 2023. So probably the 10 year anniversary. Um, this is the first book and what is called the Spires universe, but I will say that the looking on Goodreads, cause you know, I love Goodreads. They have, um, a novella listed that's actually included in the reprint of Glitterland as book two. So if you get the new Glitterland and, um, I have it behind me on my shelf, uh, and it has the blue and white cover that will have the added, basically it's a bonus story, but it's a longer epilogue. Um, called Aftermath. So that checks in with our couple in the future. So I will say if you've read Glitterland in 2013 and you're like, what is she talking about with all this stuff? Check out Aftermath, um, which you can get separately as an ebook or if you just get the new copy of the reprint. So um, th this is, like I said, it's not light. Um, there are, uh, I guess I'll use the word trigger warnings. Uh, there's a lot of mention of suicide, self-harm, um, clinical depression, bipolarism. Um, it is like, I cannot stress enough. It is a very good story. The romance is very well developed, but the underlying conflict is all mental health related. So it's not going to be a light weekend read, um, unless you consider that a light weekend read. I'm not judging either way. Uh, so, um, but it does have uh, the tropes you would expect in a romance book. It's, uh, we have an opposites attract, grumpy sunshine situation. Um, this is an MM romance and it features um, Ash, who is a uh, novelist living in London. He's very posh. Um, everything you would expect with a, you know, well, 10 years ago version of a modern uh, proper English gentleman. And uh, he is the one in the story who is struggling um, with his mental health. And you see it both in flashbacks and references to the past and then in his behavior with Darian, who is our other love interest, who is so cute. Like, I just wanted to squeeze him. Uh, he is described by Ash as a glitter pirate because the first time they meet at a dance club, he's wearing like silver epaulets and he's just sparkling all around him. So, and I'm not giving anything away. This is literally like the first part of the book or the first chapter in the description, but he we have Ash coming out of a very, very depressive state. And then he finds his glitter pirates, which again, so, I don't know. You just, I want to squeeze Darian. He's so adorable. So, uh, but Darian does not know Ash's backstory at all. And so they share a night together um, and Ash freaks out and leaves. So our book starts with them finding each other, having this connection, and then they separate. And then um, obviously it's a romance. So they are going to reconnect. But the thing I liked about this that is going to sound like I don't like it, but I trust me, I do. You know, I like strong friendships throughout books, uh, whether it's a series or a standalone. I like when there's a friend that you're like, oh man, I really, you know, these are, this is an interesting person. I'm really wanting to see more. I did not like most of Ash's friends. 
And I, I'm hoping that was the intent because I felt like it was part of learning Ash's journey. And his one friend, every time he was in a scene, I'm like, what a, well, I won't say what I said, but I'm like, what a jerk because he just, <laughs> I didn't see until the very end of the story, redeeming qualities for one of the people. Again, it's a very interesting book to recommend because it sounds like I didn't like it because I keep saying it's heavy and this person sucks. But it was really just the way that that Alexis Hall writes Ash coming out of this, you know, depressive situation. And again, it's real life. So he's not just going to fall in love and then be cured, quote unquote. So I just really liked the back and forth. Um, Darian is a complete opposite to Ash in that he is, you know, he's trying to make it as a model. He's from Essex. And so, you know, just basic cultural things they don't have in common. And there were some lighthearted moments with that. But um, it just, it gripped me. And it was one of those where I was reading it and I'm like, man, this is kind of depressing, but it's kind of inspiring. But I could not put it down. Like I read it, I think I read it in a day and a half. It was just one of those, um, it has that Alexis Hall charm, for lack of a better word. Um, and it's very witty and the writing is obviously tight. Um, I've always enjoyed all of Hall's books. Um, so yeah, if you're looking for a little bit of a heavier romance, I really recommend Glitterland, uh, but go into it knowing this is not going to be a lighthearted romp through, um, through Surfside, uh, cities in Canada. Like my first recommendation today, this is definitely one you want to go into and be like, all right, it's gonna be a little heavy, but the payoff is worth it. It sounds like you've, you've covered the gamut of, of mood reading. You've got something a little bit, um, heavier, got something a little bit lighter. So uh, I appreciate that. You know me, I'm all about balance. <laughs> yes. That's not accurate at all, but I do try. <laughs> yes, that's why, that's why I'm just like, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so what do you have for us next? So because I made a promise on this show as my 2024 romance reading goal to read Ooh. more novellas and short form romance, I yes. have for you two... To, I would say they're more like short stories than novellas. Um, okay. I read two stories in the Improbable Meet Cute series. Oh, is that the new one that just came mm -hmm. Or the new series that just came out? Yes. This is from Amazon Original. Um, well, at least that's what the publisher says is uh, 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 Amazon Original. So these are Amazon Original are. stories. Yeah. Um, and they I believe they all released on the same date, January 23rd of 2024. So these are I think so. hot off the presses. So there are six Amazon original stories in the Improbable Meet Cute series by Christina Lauren, Abby Jimenez, Sally Thorne, Jasmine Guillory, Ashley Poston. Is it Ashley Poston or Poston? I always... I, I say Poston, but I, I don't, I haven't actually heard it to know if I'm saying it right. Okay, well, Ashley, you could you could call in and let us yeah, know. Please let us know if we said your name right. <laughs> and Soraya Wilson. So um, I read two yesterday because I was Ooh. on a roll. Yesterday was Sunday. Dang. I read <laughs> The Exception to the Rule by Christina Lauren, and I read Rosie and the Dreamboat by Sally Thorne. Ooh. And I read the Sally Thorne one because the last book. I read was the Angelica Frankenstein one that we both read for book club. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I was kind of like on the fence about that one. So I was like, you know what, Sally, I want to see, see what you have here. I loved Rosie and the Dreamboat. It is. And of course I can only tell you a little bit about it because it is a short story, but um, Rosie and her sister go to a spa and um, Rosie gets stuck in one of the spa 
apparatuses. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what apparatus would be in a spa. Like, yeah, the, I mean, like, I guess I could table. say it. I guess I could say it's a float tank. Oh, like the yeah. sensory deprivation chambers. Yes, yeah. And uh, she strikes up uh, a fabulous conversation, fantastic banter with the fireman who's trying to get her out. Ooh. Oh, I'm so, loving this. Yeah, it is a super quick read in the very best way because it's just the banter. It reminded me so much of The Hating Game, which I absolutely love. I love The Hating Game. I, I was actually going to ask if it, if, if it was comparable to that because I still well, think about that probably once a week. <laughs> as far as the snappy banter, there is no, um, they're not enemies to lovers. He's a super sweet guy. And like, so there's none of that because I guess that would require a longer um, story. Well, if there's enemy, story yeah. so. um, but as far as the the, the quality of the banter is there. So, Ooh, um, so yeah, so I was, I was just so thrilled to read this. And then, uh, a little bit of a longer story is the exception to the rule by Christina Lauren. Another favorite. Christina Lauren yes. is an auto buy for me. And so of course I read the exception to the rule, which is part epistolary and then Ooh. part not. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> Part not. Um, the long and the short of it is that a couple, uh, a, a guy and a girl start talking to each other through a mistaken um, email. I should also say this series is supposed to be set on Valentine's Day. So, oh, good. Oh, the yeah, I, this is fabulous then. Yes, I totally buried the lead on that one. So <laughs> they go to this. So Rosie and the Dreamboat meet on Valentine's Day. This couple, in the exception to the rules, start writing to each other on Valentine's Day. So um, every year it becomes their tradition to email each other because they accidentally Aww. talked on the very first Valentine's Day when they were in high school. And these, uh, emails continue through like grad school and um then eventually things get off of writing and then there's <laughs> kind of a surprise meeting um there's a really fun twist so Ooh. i don't want to say too much but it's it's really fantastic i mean again i love epistolary um my own real life romance began in an epistolary style through emails. Well, that's right, so, because you didn't live in the same state. We we did not. Um, uh, Tomas and I, uh, to, aka Tom, uh, yeah, <laughs> we did not meet in person right away. So I am especially partial to romances that begin with emails or uh, handwritten letters or text. Oh. Um, so this is just fantastic. I think it's about a hundred pages. It is, it pulled at my heartstrings to a degree you would not expect for a short form romance. And that's what I love about short form romance is that it could, it can really get to the emotional meat of you. And I don't Which know if I love. Such, uh, the emotional meat of you is something I've just come up and because <laughs> I don't feel like editing it out, it'll stay. I should have said the emotional heart, but I said the emotional meat because I felt it deeper than my heart. I felt it in the meat. No, I think that makes sense because you get like, I don't know, I get, it probably sounds like I need a cardiologist. You get like the tingles, like when it's yeah. a really, really good connection. Yeah. yeah. I felt no, it in I my, it. I tingled in my heart and I tingled in my stomach where I almost got nauseous because I'm like, I want oh. them to be together. <gasps> they need to be together. Yeah. So anyway. Oh. 
I love it. And I love and like you said, getting that reaction from a shorter book is is so hard. Because yeah. not to generalize, but a lot of short romance stories are usually, and I don't want to say just because you know I don't mind, are usually just steamy and there's not as much yeah. character connection. Again, not oh, that yeah. there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, so I highly recommend reading The Exception to the Rule by Christina Lauren and Rosie and the Dream Boat by Sally Thorne, which are all stories in the Improbable Meet Cute series. And I am currently reading, with any Ooh. luck, the story written by Ashley Poston or Poston. Ooh. Someday we'll have to have her on the show so we know how to pronounce her name um and that one is an enemies to lovers which is a oh, an ambitious nice. undertaking because according to the category it's a 60 minute read so 60 it's a minute yeah so uh i just started it and i was i fell asleep so uh just because i was so tired from reading so much yesterday um so that's what i'm currently reading so um Ooh, i can't if, wait to hear what you think about that one yeah well if i like it you'll hear about it again if not <laughs> uh, we will never hear about it again on romance yeah. roundup <laughs> absolutely love it either way yeah. i'm excited Okay. So, uh, Libby, uh, have yes. you any other book recs? Oh, go for it. Yes, I have one more. And I'm actually following, not in the type of book, but I'm following with, uh, for this year, I said I was going to get out of my comfort zone and read something different. And the universe kind of forced me to do that because um, I belong to a, another book club where I live. And uh, we're reading Fourth Wing this month. And as we know, I usually don't like fantasy and I usually don't like reading like a super huge fad book. Like I'm not saying I never read them, but like perfect example, it took me, I think like five years to read where the crawdads sing. Cause everyone kept telling me I had to read it. And so I kept digging my heels and like, no, you can't tell me what to do. <laughs> Honestly, I agree. If a book becomes overwhelmingly embraced by the masses, I immediately eschew it. I'm like, I, it's not for me. I don't want to do it. And the fourth wing is becoming that book for me because everyone's reading it. But then when you read it, I was like, I have to start change, maybe changing my, my viewpoint. I have a close friend of mine who's reading it. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. So, um, so I get it. This is a good buddy read because this is the first time, and I mean the first time, my husband and I have ever wrote a romance together because he's gonna to come to this book club with me. And we uh, we did the audio, uh, but I did get the print book because, and I think I've mentioned this before, I love what I call adult story time. So I'll have the audio book playing, but I'll follow along in the print book too, so. That reminds me of back in the day, there were the little, what was it? The little 45 records that we would buy yes, with like the storybook, were... with the storybook yeah. attack. And you would read, a, that's how I learned to read so well, yes. is by doing well, and it. I, and, and of course, I'm sure we all have the memories of like our parents or grandparents reading to mm -hmm. us. Like there is just something fundamentally yeah. calming about someone telling you a story. So yeah. Especially if the narrators are good, then it's like, heck yes. So um, yep. shout out to your local library because you can get this 24 hour, I'm not kidding, audio book for free at the library through the Libby app, not affiliated with Libby K. Um, <laughs> I wish it was. So anyway, so yes. So fourth wing, I, I really don't want to say too much about it because there's just so much to the story and I went into it blind and I think that's the way to do it because I don't want to give anything away. But I will say it, it, it's, it's obviously a romanticy. The fantasy part is a huge chunk of the story. One of the things that did surprise me, and I'm not giving anything away because they're on the cover of the book, the dragon element of this, I was well or way more invested than I ever anticipated. 
the the writers communicate with the dragons and i ended up having the dragons be some of my favorite characters in this book because it was just a pleasant surprise because i when i first when when the dragons when they made a comment in the book that the dragons were going to talk my first thought was oh geez here we go and i pictured like and i'm not judging because i read the whole series of this too but like the twilight with the wolves talking in the movies and i thought oh my god this is going to be dumb but the way that they do it and like it's always in these like high tension situations like i'm so invested in what this darn dragon has to say so they and the dragons had moments of humor so again there's a lot to this book that i just was not expecting um obviously there is a romance element i'm not going to say a darn thing about it because I just don't want to say a darn thing about it because I don't want to give away anything because there's a bit of a love triangle that okay. element to it too. Yeah. But I was shocked by the fact that both my husband and I were like, oh man, you know, you want to read some more tonight because he's not a big reader, which makes it sound like he's illiterate, but you know what I mean? <laughs> he's not illiterate, I swear. Um, but, and I <laughs> yeah. am a fast reader. So that was challenging because I like to listen to my audiobooks at like time and a half minimum. And he's like, ah, that's way too fast. So at certain points I'm like, oh my gosh. But the fact that we were listening to it at a normal person's speed and I was still engaged also yeah. shows how much I enjoyed the books. It is new adult. So if you do want to read it or listen to it, go in knowing that there are some slightly, I mean, it's basically like they're in college. They're in dragon writing school. Phrases I never thought I would say. So, um, but yeah, but again, the writing was very good. I have read a Rebecca, a Rebecca Yaris um, contemporary military romance a couple years ago, and I just based on the name of it. But um, I've always enjoyed her writing. I just never, again, would have gravitated towards this book at all because I don't like fantasy. Um, and I don't like long books and it's like 600, almost 600 pages. I like the idea of reading this as part of a buddy read because yes. I feel like that's one way to stay motivated. Um, mm -hmm. Not to say that the book isn't interesting enough, but, you know, it could be kind of defeating to see a book that's 600 pages. And when you yes. compare that to everything else you need to get done in life, you're like, oh, this just seems so daunting. So I like that idea. Um, now, I'm curious to know, what did your husband think of the romantic parts of it? Because from what I understand, there's romance, but it doesn't get too yeah. in the weeds with romance, at least in the first book. Is that correct? Not for the first. I'm going to say, and again, as a, as we know, avid romance reader, I expect a lot, not out of the shoot, but yeah. this is definitely a slow burn with a capital SB, unless it's a one word hyphenate. But anyway, it's a slow burn. And the... And again, the downside of books that get a lot of pre of publicity and social media clout is there were certain things I knew were coming because um, they kept saying like, ooh, the sex scene, the sex scene. Well, okay, not to sound, you know, like a tramp. I've read my fair share of sex scenes over the last, well, not 40 years. I haven't been reading since I was two. But, you know, I came into this expecting it to like blow my mind. It was good. I am not saying it wasn't good. But as someone who reads a lot of romance books. I am not going to say this is like my top tier. However, if you're coming into this as my husband did, because he does like fantasy stories, he was, I don't want to say pleasantly surprised, but he was pleasantly surprised that it was what it was. He's like, wow. He's like, that was more than I was expecting. And I was like, I am, I am happy with that. Like it was just, if I am going, this is a fantasy book. I know I'm just like, what is wrong with this woman? But Again, it's not, is it the steamiest book I've ever read? Absolutely not. Is it the best romance I've ever read? Absolutely not. However, 
the way that she wrote this story, like when we finish it, and I don't think I'm giving anything away because it's a series. So obviously it's not going to be wrapped up in a tidy bow. The first thing we said when we finished it is, all right, are we going to do the second one? And I immediately put the second one on hold at the library because we need to know what happens with these people and dragons. So um, that was the part he liked um, the fantasy element. Um, I mean, it's a proper fantasy book. There's maps you know, maps of the area. Maps, um, man. Knows, oh, this this yeah. is high, serious high fantasy because there's maps. Yeah, it, yeah. Yeah, I would, to me, it is. I don't know to an avid fantasy reader, they'd probably be like, what is this person talking about? But to me, I mean, this is a fantasy book. It is a commitment, but I thought the payoff was worth it. Um, so if you can get past the fact that it's, yeah. you know, this social media darling and just kind of go into it and be like, I'm going to read this book. Right. Um, I tried really hard not to pay attention to all of the stuff because I just wanted to, it was more enjoyable going in blind. So, you know, this reminds me of the hunger games craze where, um, you know, it was just, it was everywhere. And actually those books, my husband and I read at, well, actually we alternated. I would read it, then give the book to him and then he would read like, you know, I would finish the book, then he would finish the book and and we would read uh the uh we read the series pretty much together and would talk about it but it seems like this is like hunger games level popular you know popular yes um yes or at least it's getting I mean, going to get there eventually because it's on and its i've own. been seeing and i'm sure i'm sure that i had, should have checked before we started the show but i'm sure the film or show rights were sold i mean my god this it is has just streaming to be made yeah. into yeah. something right um but the, the difference I would say with Hunger Games is I was pleasantly, because I liked Hunger Games. I'm not going to yeah. say I didn't. Mm-hmm. But the thing I was pleasantly surprised with, because these are 20-somethings, it did feel a little bit more adult than the Hunger Games because they were, I think they were teenagers. Okay, good. Teenagers. I like to hear that. So yeah. That is nice because this wasn't, I, I don't want to give too much away, but this definitely, it did not feel like an adult romance, but it did not feel like a YA romance. I would say this is okay. properly marketed as a new adult, like that college age New um, okay, got it. Yeah, All it, right. ha- it has that vibe, uh, kind of like the Hunger Games, that only the kids can save us. But they're not kids; they're in their twenties. So it was like, all right, at least they have okay. slightly more life experience and like, right. what is that like frontal lobe development to save the world with their dragon? <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I have an idea. Okay, all right, yeah. So I, uh, again, I yeah. gave it a four out of five on Goodreads. I enjoyed it. I, we will read the second one. I don't think we're going to jump right into it, but we put it on yeah. hold. We're excited. Because you can't do halves and quarters and everything on Goodreads, my question to you is, is it a total, a whole four out of five? Or if you could, you would give it four and a half, four and three quarters, four and a quarter? I would say for me, it's a solid four, just uh-huh. because... Sometimes it got a little slow for me. And this is the part where my husband's like, all right, yeah, talk about more about the map. I'm like, who cares about the map? Get back to falling in love. The story itself was great. I, you know, I don't, it was very well developed. Obviously it's over 500 pages, I think. Yeah. Um, so, um, okay. but yeah, but, and again, I'm committing to, I checked the second one is 680 pages, which is giving me hives because I usually don't read long stuff. Uh, yeah. so, and again, not complaining. I can see the appeal and I did enjoy it. But I'm. This has. This book was not that good. That now I am a fan, a, a romanticy reader. Like I will, I will probably finish the series. But I'm not. You know, I'm not going to get a tattoo like I've been seeing on Bookstagram. And not that there's anything wrong with getting book tattoos. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. 
I'm still on the fence. I think I'm going to talk to my husband and ask if he wants to do a buddy read. And maybe we'll just do the first hundred pages and then assess from there. Cause this could be a nice bonding activity for readers with their partners. That honestly, it has been, cause I mean, he's, he's really into video games and, and other hobbies. And uh, obviously I've, I'm a huge reader. So, you know, it's rare yeah. that we have a book in common. So it was fun. Yeah. I, yeah. I would say, um, I would say I'd give that experience five out of five. Stars. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's so Heart. sweet. And that's our roundup. Watch Romance Roundup on Reader Seeks Romance channel and subscribe on YouTube. Listen to Romance Roundup on Podbean and all podcast apps. Thanks for joining us, romance readers. Happy reading, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>